they are just looking for the content, not for the documentary mm. uh, style of video. They just want you to give them what it is you have to give. Welcome to the podcast. Conversations with startup founders, mentors, and other folks associated with Pi, the Portland Incubator Experiment. I'm Rick Tarosi, co-founder and general manager of Pi, and I'll be your host. Let's get into another slice. So I'm a computer engineer. I had no knowledge about politics. I think it's I think government was the class where I paid the least attention when I was living in Colombia, by the way. Mm-hmm. And this is how Tono Latino was born. Mm-hmm. It actually wasn't Tono Latino at the beginning. It had, that was two names, this is two <laughs> names after. I renamed it twice. It started as a daily Spanish newsletter. And now I'm heavily focused on video, which is, I guess, why you invited me today. <laughs> uh, one of our other Pi mentors in residence and Pi alums, Marceau, is responsible for that. Um, he's the one that literally challenged me to get into mm-hmm. video because he said that I was very, I think he said, animated on camera. <laughs> Today we'll be talking with Pi alum and mentor in residence, Sylvia Salazar, founder of Tona Latino. She'll be sharing some tips and tricks on video and how to get the most out of your Instagram presence. And yeah, I have like the worst poker face ever. So, and this is something that Rick also coached me on because there was a time, maybe a year and a half ago, I want to say, that I was trying to be very neutral on camera and not mm. let my feelings show. And you, I specifically remember uh, us sitting together at Autodesk telling me, Sylvia, just be you. It's going to connect better with the audience. And that did two things. One, it lifted a huge weight off my shoulders. And it allowed me to be me. And I definitely connected a lot more with my audience. And I think that helped with the whole process about video. The the advice to just be you, I think that's that's easily given. But it's when you're first starting with video, it's nearly impossible. I remember you showing me like, oh. here's me, <laughs> here's me being robotic on video. But um like how, how do you have to be doing it for a while before it becomes natural? Like, are there techniques or ways you figured out to kind of trick yourself into being more natural? What What's your advice there? It is a couple of two things. You just have to keep doing it. It'll flow better. I noticed that if I haven't been doing videos for, see, now I get a little bit more because I do Instagram stories almost mm. every single day. Yeah. But when I would have these gaps between the videos, the first day that I would do them again, it would be robotic and it would be like you're rusty. And so you have to give it a lot more. You have to do a few more tries. The other thing is easier if you just picture one person. So you imagine the camera mm. as one person or one friend yeah. that you're talking to versus this vast sea of people that are looking at you. Because uh, that just feels extremely intimidating and it's like a deer in headlights. Um, so I have one friend that I picture every single time. Her name is Cristina. She's a psychologist. I don't know if that is why it calms me down, but she she's a calming presence in my life. So I imagine that I'm talking to Cristina and that we're talking politics and that I usually have my cafecito in here and she's interested in what I have to say. 
And so I can just relax a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pretend that it's easy. I, I'm uberly critical of myself. And like, if I have like one hair off and then I notice that in when I'm editing, it drives me absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. I pick on the makeup on the blouse and the thing and how I was slouching. A lot of times it's like, you just have to get the video out. So you have to stop producing something perfect. You just get it out and then eventually you forget that your hair was off place and whatever. There was a time not so long ago, four or five weeks ago, where thinking about doing video, like I'm like, well, I gotta have three camera shots and it's gotta be highly produced and I need, you know, mics here, here and here. And it was super intimidating. And now that even all the late night hosts are doing stuff in their pajamas and Saturday yeah. Night Lives doing their stuff from home, like production values have gone way, way down. And it feels to me like that's a real opportunity for us to embrace that lower production value. Do you feel the same way? Yes. And also the quality of our, like our phones is mm -hmm. way better than oh, yeah. yep. high def cameras before. All mm -hmm. of my videos, now I can do 4K videos on my iPhone and that's what I use. It's the easiest thing. Microphones, I because of the setup that I have, for example, mm -hmm. and because this room in particular doesn't have any fabric, so it doesn't absorb the sound. Mm -hmm. I have a lapel mic that I got from Amazon for like $70. You do not need that um, for normal things. I've seen a lot of people just even with a webcam that's on their computer. Yep. And a lot of people are just, they are just looking for the content, not for the documentary mm. uh, style of video. They just want you to give them what it is you have to give. It's, it's not a matter of your perfect shots. For that, they're gonna go to Vimeo, I think is more of a documentary or mm -hmm. movie style kind of thing. They're not gonna go to YouTube or to Instagram stories. What does it take in addition to shooting a video for you to be successful? It depends on the platform. So for example, for Instagram, the Instagram stories that you see, mm -hmm. you pointed out, I have captions in 99.9% .9 of the stories that you see me doing video because a lot of people don't have headphones when they're watching the stories and or some people just are better when they can actually read what the person is saying. So I try to include them. That makes the work maybe 5X in time. So one okay. minute video easily will take me five minutes with the recording and editing. The The tool that I use, I use an iPhone, it's called Clipomatic. I'm sure there's a equivalent solution for Android is very good at picking up what you say. So the, the amount of edits are minimal. I would say maybe because my accent, I have to do a little bit more or when I use proper uh, names, mm -hmm. like Pete Buttigieg, I remember correcting over and over <laughs> and over. And eventually it actually got it. Um, so it, it takes a little bit more time and it's mm -hmm. annoying, but it has way more watch time than if you did a video that didn't have the captions because people just see you like, right. and if they don't have right. the headphones, they're just gonna close it or mm -hmm. go somewhere else. So it, it does take like four or five minutes for one minute video that you do.
Mm -hmm. um, for hashtags for stories, I recently learned, I was doing it wrong, apparently. I was using an old trick that Instagram is poo-pooing. I don't know how to say that nicely. Deprecating? Yes, so before <laughs> you could have, I believe 10 or 11 hashtags per story, but you didn't want to have that on the screen all over the place. So you would shrink them and hide them behind stickers. Uh, yep. And they would still be searchable, but people wouldn't see them. Now that's a no-no. And what you want to have is up to three visible and you want to use the big hashtags. That is not the strategy that you would use in your posts. Um, it takes you less time to research the three hashtags versus the amount of hashtags that would, you would use on an Instagram post. So for stories, okay. like I said, you want maybe about three and you want really big hashtags. Um, and it's good to mention other people. You, Using the mention sticker on Instagram, you can only do one. Right. But if you use the text feature, you can mention more handles. Okay. And do folks, just so folks understand, like there's uh, there are two different types of uh, ways to, to mention somebody on in Instagram, either just kind of typing it in there, or you can pick a particular sticker that is an at sticker that you can put on and, and Sylvia you're saying you can only use one of those stickers stickers yeah. but you if yeah. you use the text feature you can actually type at pipdx at tono.latino at mm -hmm. yep um i don't know juan barraza changing gears a bit there have to be some days that video is just hard some days i just don't feel like being on camera i just mm -hmm. i do not yeah. I will do my hair and makeup. I will never go on camera without hair and makeup. I'm Colombian. <laughs> I'm the same way. So that yeah, I, my passport will be taken away from me, I think, or at <laughs> least my, my grandmother will disown me. The one thing that I want to tell everybody about using Instagram is you really want to keep popping up in the stories at the top of Instagram. Okay. So the recommendation is to have about six Instagram stories per day. And is that original content or can that be reposting? It can be reposted. Okay. Because then it's going to yeah. keep popping your your account mm -hmm. on the top of the screen. So okay. you're always refreshed versus just com being completely lost. Yeah. If I maintain that consistent posting, I do see a lot more engagement from people. So this is my <laughs> secret. This is my secret sauce on Instagram. <laughs> my ninja account is not the my personal Instagram account, and it's mm -hmm. not my business Instagram account, Tono Latino. It's a okay. third account that I use to test things. I only have two friends following that account. It's a private account, and I mm -hmm. only use it to see, okay, how do I test this new feature? Like the first time that I wanted to go live, I did it, but I didn't want to do it on my personal account. I didn't want everybody yeah. being notified, Sylvia is going live, and then me looking like an idiot. I didn't want to do that <laughs> in my business account. <laughs> I texted my friend, hey, Kyra, I'm going live. Can you watch? And she's like, yeah. And so I did, and I figured it out, and then I learned a few things, and I was like, oh, okay, so this is how you do it. And then I go mm -hmm. and do it. It's like my little testing sandbox. That's and I do that for mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. Anytime mm -hmm. Instagram releases a new feature, I go into my Ninja account, and I play <laughs> with stuff, and I go back into the real world, and I do uh -huh. it. And then people yeah. are like, oh, she knows what she's doing. Yeah, because I played in a secret account mm -hmm. that nobody knows about. Um, and I also use it to monitor how my account looks. 
Oh, smart. Yeah. So you get a different so, view on your own account. Yes. For yeah. example, Instagram has that uh, little down arrow. When you follow an account, it'll show you similar accounts that yes. you could follow. Yep. I monitor that very closely because it'll pick mm -hmm. up on like, oh, Sylvia's posting about news. Let's recommend these people. And I want to make sure that the people that Instagram is recommending are definitely the people that I want to be grouped with. Hmm. That's awesome. That is a great piece of advice. Thank so you. So the Ninja account. And just Ninja ask a account. couple of friends that you trust to follow mm -hmm. you. Um, make it a private account so that your mistakes or your tests are not yep. public. Yep. And it's it's a really easy way to feel more comfortable with all the features of Instagram and not feel so intimidated. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the podcast. We'd love to have you subscribe on your favorite podcast network, and we'd also like to see your ratings and reviews. Stay tuned next time as we chat with Saul Colt and find out how he became the smartest man in the world.